everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Code podcast. I'm your host, Robert Gus. And the How to Code podcast exists to help aspiring web developers learn how to code and get their first jobs in tech. And in this episode, I wanted to discuss the three primary ways that you can learn how to code. And those primary ways are either teaching yourself or self-taught, uh, going through a coding boot camp, or a full-blown computer science degree, like a four-year bachelor's degree program. And um, if you're new here and you haven't learned, listened to previous episodes, I am personally self-taught myself, and so I have the most personal experience with uh, that method. So I will kind of be going into greater detail for self-taught, but even though I've never officially gone through a boot camp myself, I did apply to one, I was accepted to one, and I can share my experience working with people who went to various different boot camps. And if you're curious about that, there's a um, there's an earlier episode where I talk about my coding journey and my story, and I highly recommend you check that out if you haven't listened to that so far. I've also worked with people with CS degrees, and I can share their thoughts and experiences. So. I kind of just wanted to preface all of that. My own personal experience is self-taught. Um, I didn't actually go through a boot camp, even though I was accepted and applied to one. But I have worked with various people who have gone through boot camps and people who have done a full-blown CS degree, four-year bachelor program, or even associate's degree in computer science, where they only went to school for two years, or so like a local state school or community college and things like that. There's pros and cons to each method. And that is what I would like to discuss with you in this episode, basically just to help you make a more informed decision about what is going to be right for you. And just to be very upfront and to clarify, this podcast is primarily about web development. And so I'm going to be sharing my thoughts and opinions about these various different methods from a web developer's perspective. There's various different fields within computer science. And, you know, some of these are better than others for those fields, but I'm strictly going to be speaking about web development. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is the CS degree or what's known as a computer science degree. Now, so the, the CS degree is going to take you the longest amount of time and it's going to cost you the most amount of money. So you're looking at if you're going full time, a four year bachelor's program at a college or university and it's going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars, um, most likely over $100,000. And for me personally, this is my least favorite option for web developers specifically. However, with that said, there are some companies and jobs that require a CS degree or strongly prefer one. However, that is not typical for most web developer jobs in my experience. So I have never been as far as I'm aware, I've never been rejected from any position simply because I'm self-taught or because I didn't have a CS degree. I really have not, in the seven and a half years that I've been doing this full-time, for me personally or other people, I haven't really seen anyone have any roadblocks uh, in the web development space or field, if you will, simply because they don't have a CS degree. I'm sure there's exceptions, but it's not. It's not common at all. And the reason why I say that is because you really need to remember that the most important thing that companies are looking for is people that can do the job that they're hiring for. So companies, by and large, especially in the, this web development space, they really don't care how you've obtained your knowledge and your skills. They just want to know that you can do the job that they're paying you to do. 
So they really don't care what your background is. They don't, a lot of companies, some companies don't even care if you have a bachelor's degree at all. Although that certainly does help and it's very, very useful. But primarily what all they really care about is if I hire you, are you going to be able to do the job that I need you to do? And so things like experience and um, whether you're self-taught or things like that, what's most important is just that you can do what they need you to do. That's all they really care about by and large. So the reason, one of the reasons why I don't like the CS degree personally for web development is that college these days is absolutely absurd as far as cost goes. So I graduated from college back in 2013 uh, with a degree in music, and I graduated with about $115,000 in debt. I'm sure that number's got up quite a bit since that. We're in 2022 now, so I'm sure college is even more expensive. So if you don't have a scholarship to college, uh, I wouldn't recommend you go this route because that is a ridiculous amount of debt. And even though I make a very good salary now, it's still a, it's still a, a sizable amount of, you know, my paycheck goes towards paying down that debt. So unless you have a scholarship, I would, I would recommend you kind of avoid going to college if you're trying to become a web developer. This is especially true if you've already graduated college or you're looking to switch careers, then this is definitely not the, the, the route that I would take. If you already have a bachelor's degree, you don't need to get another bachelor's degree in computer science. Or if you have a degree in some other field or you're kind of like further along in your career, meaning you're not like a college age kid and you're just starting out, um, definitely don't, I wouldn't recommend you get a CS degree and get into all that debt. It's just not worth it. Unless you really, really want to. And unless, like I said, you have some kind of a scholarship to where it's not going to cost you that much, then it, it may be worth it. Uh, another thing, too, is that uh, CS degrees often teach older technologies and are usually outdated when it comes to web development. Now, this is not true everywhere. Um, so, you know, you need to look into the specifics of the program and the school and most importantly, the professors and their background and their experience. You really want to make sure that you're learning from actual developers who have real world experience and not just some academics uh, in college who you know, graduated with a CS degree, and then they just basically just went into straight into teaching. However, some, some pros about it, though, is that a CS degree does provide a lot of very helpful foundational knowledge, which you're not going to really get from either a boot camp or by teaching yourself, at least not initially. So having those foundations is really, really useful and will definitely benefit from them and help you out throughout your career, not just only in the beginning. But these are also things that you can learn as you go and while you're on the job, in my opinion. So as someone who was self-taught, there were a lot of foundational things that I didn't learn simply because I didn't even know they existed or that I needed to know them. However, once I realized that I needed to know them, I just simply went and taught them to myself as I needed on the job or for the specific task that I was assigned. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. So in summary, in regarding... CS degrees, uh, they're incredibly expensive and they're, best, they're not the best option for people looking to switch careers or if you already have a bachelor's degree. If you are looking to go to college, if you're very young and you want that college experience and you have a scholarship, then by all means, go and get a CS degree. It's a fantastic option and you won't regret it and it will open a lot of doors for you. But just remember to pay close attention to the classes and the professors and the program specifically at the school that you're looking into. 
and make sure that you're studying under real developers with real world experience and not just some academics. Okay, so that takes us to the next option, which is boot camps. Boot camps are basically the way you can think about a boot camp is they're kind of like a middle ground or a halfway point between teaching yourself and being self taught and then also getting a CS degree. So each boot camp, though, is very different, but they more or less operate in similar manners. They're trying to teach you enough skills to get you your first junior dev job as quickly as possible. So let me just repeat that a little bit. They're trying to teach you the, the, the minimal amount of stuff that you need to know in order to get your first job as quickly as possible. So some programs at boot camps are like three months and they're very, very intense and you're like coding for eight to 12 hours a day. Um, some are over a year, depending upon how much time you have dedicated to it. Some are more part-time and they recognize that there's people who already have careers or they have families and wives and kids and so they can't go full-time. So there's a whole lot of flexibility when it comes to time and each one is kind of a little bit different and some of them offer various different paths. Some of them you can do in three months, you can do a six month track, you could do a you know 12 month track. There's a whole bunch of variety out there so it really depends on the program. Um, however, I would say they're not nearly as expensive as a CS degree. You're not gonna spend $100,000 to go to a boot camp. However, they are very expensive for the amount of time that you are there. So when I was looking for a boot camp back in 2014, and this was a boot camp located in Boston, uh, that boot camp was three months and it was over $12,000. So that's a, that's a lot of money for a very short period of time. But the thing you have to keep in mind, the reason why they charge so much is because basically what they're promising you is that we're going to teach you the skills you need to get your first junior dev job. And you're going to be making, depending upon where you are in the world or in the country, things like that. I can only speak for the U.S. primarily, and like I'll speak for this boot camp in Boston. They were saying, for first junior dev job back in 2014, you know, you're likely to make over $70,000. So if you think about that, that's actually a pretty good deal. It's like if you give some, if someone came to you and said, hey, if you give me $12,000, three months later, I'll give you $70,000. Like I would make that deal all day, every day, no problem. The issue, however, though, is how do you come up with those with that $12,000 initially? So that is where things can be a little bit tricky. Another thing about boot camps you have to keep in mind is that they do not have the time to go very in-depth on a lot of topics or technology. They're basically trying to make you aware of the web development landscape and make you a generalist. So this means that you're not going to specialize in any particular technology, but rather have a broad range of experience in a whole bunch of technologies, which is actually a very good thing, in my opinion, especially early on. You kind of want to get a feel for the landscape, understand what's out there, understand a little bit about a whole wide variety of things before you really narrow down and focus in on something and kind of specialize. Because early on, you don't even know what you should be specializing in in the first place, and you don't, you don't know enough to know what you like and what's available and what's out there. So that's actually a really good thing about boot camps, and I like that they expose you to a lot of different things. Another thing I like about boot camps is that they are often taught by real developers with real-world experience, and so you're getting a tremendous amount of value in a very short period of time. So you have to understand it's in their best interest to get you a real job 
And so they're going to have, they're going to teach you as much real world experience and real world knowledge as you need in order to get that job. So whereas with the CS degree, they can be a little bit behind the times and have a little bit of outdated material because their motivations are different. And it's also much easier to update a curriculum in a boot camp than it is in an academic setting where they have to go through all these, you know, committees and things like that. There's also a lot of boot camps out there, and some of them are really good, and some of them are really bad. And for a while, especially when I was looking back in 2014, I don't know if this is the case so much anymore, but there were a lot of boot camps who were springing up and starting, and they were simply in it for the money, and they were trying to take advantage of students. And they were promising, saying like, oh yeah, come to our program, give us 15 grand or whatever, and you know we'll get you a job within the first six months, and you'll be making $80,000 a year. And like that just didn't really work out for a whole bunch of people. And they were kind of promising way too much. So I'm not how tr sure how true that is anymore. I think it's calmed down and settled down since. But I'm just bringing that up because you really, really need to be diligent in your research if you're thinking about going the, uh, the boot camp route. You really need to look at their track record and see how many students have gone through their program, how many of them have successfully been placed into a job. And not just placed in a job, but how long did they remain in that job? Because if they were only there for a couple months and then they got let go or something, or like there's a trend and like maybe there's an issue with what they're teaching, they're not teaching enough to actually sustain those people throughout their careers. And um, <clears throat> one of the things I think this is like so important, probably the best piece of advice I can give you when it comes to boot camps is to try and find some of the graduates from those boot camps and speak to them about their experience going there. Ask them what they liked and what they don't like about the program. And also ask them, what, what did they teach you in the program that helped you in the job you're doing now? And what did they not teach you which, that you wish they had taught you? And you can find these people. One, you can ask the boot camps to give you some people to recommend. But again, they're going to be a little bit biased. They're only going to give you the best of the best. But you can also find these people on social media. If you just do a little bit of Googling and searching around, you can also find people on LinkedIn who will have under their experience that they graduated from such and such a boot camp. Shoot those people a message and say, hey, I'm thinking about attending this boot camp. I saw that you went there. I was just wondering if you could answer a couple of my questions. You can either do it on email. You don't have to necessarily do it over the phone or on like Zoom or anything. Just send them a message and I'm sure a lot of those people would be more than happy to answer your questions and help you out. Yeah, you really want to make sure that the boot camp prepared them well for what they're doing now. So that's the key. Again, so you want to make you want to reach out to these people and you want to ask them to share their experience, whether they thought it was worth the money, um, how much of a time commitment it was, and you want to find out: Do you feel like this boot camp that yeah, you were well prepared for your first junior junior dev job? And if you weren't fully prepared, what were some of the gaps? Where was the boot camp lacking? Now, just because they, they can't teach you everything, there's always going to be holes in the curriculum because they're trying to cram so much information in such a short period of time. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the boot camp's bad. There's always going to be gaps there. But being aware of those gaps is helpful because then you can still go through that boot camp and learn everything from them, but then supplement that other knowledge by other materials that you can find online and things like that. So it's just for your benefit to make sure that you do that. So... There are some boot camps um, that are free once you're accepted, and they also, they also place you into your first job. So 
this is by far the best option, in my opinion. If you can find boot camps like this, these are the kind of boot camps that you want to go to. Now, the way that this business model works is that they essentially act like a recruiter on your behalf once you graduate. So if you're not aware, the way that recruiters make money is once a recruiter places you into a job, that company will pay them a percentage, typically like 20% of your salary for that year. So, you know, if you're, if you're making $100,000 a year and the recruiter places you, they're going to get $20,000 from the company. It's like a kickback. But that has absolutely no cost to you whatsoever. Now, what's so amazing about this business model is that, one, the boot camp is strongly incentivized to teach you real-world technologies and real-world information because they need to make you job-ready because if they can't place you, then they don't make any money. So then they're losing money. So it's in their best interest to give you the best information possible, and they're going to be behind you helping you build your resume. And these, these boot camps usually have networked with several companies who are constantly hiring engineers and they establish these relationships. So then they can pitch you to all these companies that they already have relationships with. And the companies already are aware and know the, the, um, the experience level and the quality of their graduates. So this kind of a business model is amazing. The only one that I'm aware of personally that does this I'm sure there are others, however, is there, it's called the School of Code in, uh, in, in the UK. And the reason why I know about this is my colleague and I at Cyprus gave a presentation to their students a few months ago talking about Cyprus. And I was super impressed with their program and with their business model. Like they really teach holistically everything you need to know to become a web developer. And then they also help place you. So the only downside to this program is I'm pretty sure you you need to be in the United Kingdom in order to attend. But I'll have a link to that school specifically in the show notes. But see if you can find programs like that or similar to that where they actually help place you and where they don't actually require money up front. Because then all because in that business model, all the risk is on the boot camp and the school, not upon you. So if you're paying up all the cash, then the risk is really on you because you're the one forking all that money over. But if you're not paying anything and they're teaching you everything essentially for free at first, and then the only way they make money is by giving you a job, all the risk is placed upon them. So that's like the best, that's the best method, I think, if you can find a boot camp that has a business model like that. So just to summarize boot camps, they're really great if you can afford them and you can dedicate the time. However, they're very intense. They're very compressed and it's going to be a very, very intense. Typically, if you're doing like a three-month program, it's going to be really, really hard and really intense. If it's spread out over a year, it's obviously less intense. Make sure that you, excuse me, make sure you talk to graduates from the boot camps that you're interested and ask what their experience was like and how the boot camp did or didn't prepare them for their jobs. That's like advice number one. That's like the most important thing you should be doing when looking at boot camps. And then also look for boot camps that don't cost a whole lot or anything at all, similar to like that school of code model. And they also, boot camps also teach technologies that are very high in demand. And they also know what you need. They also have a very good pulse and idea of what you actually need to know to get your first job as developer, like today rather than like a CS degree, which can often be outdated and a little bit behind. Okay, so then that brings us to the third option, 
which is the self-taught option. And this is the option that I personally have the most experience with because I taught myself um, starting back in 2014. The reason being is quite simple. I graduated from college with over $100,000 uh, student loan debt, and I couldn't afford to go to um, the boot camp. I couldn't afford $12,000 for a boot camp for three months, and I wasn't about to borrow more money when I had already borrowed a ton. So, out of the three, you know, uh, out of a CS degree, boot camp, or self taught, this is by far the most difficult of the three because you really have no idea what you're doing and no one's there to tell you if you're wasting your time and what you need to learn, et cetera. So the benefits of obviously going to a school or through a boot camp is that you have other people who have a very specific curriculum and they've laid out an entire path of, here's all the stuff you need to know, you need to learn it in this order, and everything kind of gradually builds upon the thing you've just learned previously. So you're gonna start from the very basics, and then as time goes on, you're gonna get into more difficult, more advanced stuff. However, when you're self-taught, none of that exists. You don't have anyone to talk to. You There's tons of materials online and things like that, but you don't know what's bad, what's good. Uh, should I be learning this first? Should I be learning that first? Is this a waste of my time? Like you don't have any concept of that. So you're. it's really like a free-for-all. It's like the Wild West. However, I would say these days, that has fortunately changed quite a bit. That's the way that it used to be when I was learning back in 2014, but there are fortunately now a ton of really, really great materials, courses, and resources online that can help you, and a lot of them are free. However, with that said, there's also a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of bad material, bad advice in my opinion, and you really don't know what's good or what's bad. And that frankly is one of the reasons why I started this podcast, is to help people who are trying to teach themselves how to code, how to figure out what to do. Like, it, because I didn't have anyone to ask. I didn't have a mentor or anything like that. And I didn't really know what was good or what was bad. And there's a, I know there's a lot of people out there who are in this very similar situation as I was. And so I'm trying to be that voice and that, that person to help you kind of navigate these waters. Another thing too, when you're teaching yourself is that you, it's really helpful if you understand the way in which you like to learn. Some people like to read books. Some people like to watch videos. Some people learn visually. Some people learn more audibly. Knowing how best you learn is really important because you should only be focusing on the resources and materials that are going to teach you the best way that you absorb and obtain knowledge. So with that said, I didn't want to just leave you hanging and say, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff out there. Okay, see you next time. I wanted to actually give you some resources out there that I... Um, believe in or that are popular options out there. And some of these options are free. Some of them cost money. And I will have links to all of them in the show notes. Just to be completely transparent with you, uh, I am not affiliated with any of these companies or resources. I don't have any affiliate links. Uh, I'm not endorsed by them. They don't sponsor this podcast or anything like that. I don't even know any of the people who work there. These are just companies or resources and things like that online, which are very popular and which, you know, I strongly believe in and I've learned a lot from myself. So I'm just sharing what my own experience. So the first one, this is probably the most popular option. This is what you're going to probably, if, when you start looking into doing the self-taught route, the number one resource that's going to pop up is something called Free Code Camp. 
So it's you can find it at freecodecamp.org. For me personally, uh, a lot of people really like Free Code Camp. They do have an amazing track record. A lot of people have gotten web dev jobs through their program. So they're, they're, I definitely recommend you check them out. For me personally, I think there are better options out there. A lot of people do like Free Code Camp, and if you go and check them out at freecodecamp.org, uh, you might really like it too, especially because it's free, and they do teach you a whole wealth of a variety of different topics. But I personally don't really like the way that they teach or the way that they present the material. I think it can be done a lot better. I also am a little bit picky because I'm like an aesthetic person. I think their website is not pleasing to the eye. And if you're going to be reading and writing code for several hours a day, uh, I want to have like a good experience doing that. And I, I find their whole setup in the app that they, they teach on like very confusing. Um, and it's kind of, it, but that's just me. It's very subjective. So, but, the, but you will learn a lot and you can definitely get a job as a web developer if you go through all their tracks and everything, get all their certifications. So that's the first one on the list. I kind of just wanted to get that one out of the way because it's probably the most popular and you may or may not already even be familiar with it. So the next option, in my opinion, which if you want to go free route, not pay a single dime, this is the route that I would go personally. And it's much better than free code camp, in my opinion. And that's something called the Odin Project. You can find them at the Odin, O-D-I-N, project.com. Again, links will be in the show notes. And in my opinion, the Odin Project is one of the best kind of holistic web development curriculums available. It's completely free and it's open source. So it's constantly being updated and being maintained by real developers. And if you go on their website, you'll constantly, it'll say like curriculum updated like two hours ago or last week or a couple, like it's constantly being refreshed, updated. They're adding new material all the time, which I really, really like. And it's very, and the fact that it's open source means that you have developers from all over the world contributing to this curriculum. So you're, you're learning from some of the best of the best. And one thing I do like about it is that they break the, their curriculum up into kind of these different paths. So for the first path, it's called like the foundations path. You're going to learn all about the web and the internet and like some basics, Git and things like that. And you're going to learn primarily front end. So you'll be learning HTML, CSS, and JavaScript and the technologies that you'll need to know in order to become a front end developer. Once you finish their foundations path, then you have a choice. You can either go down the full stack Ruby on Rails path, where you're going to be learning the Ruby programming language, Ruby on Rails, and how to build like full stack web applications, you know, like things like MVC, model view controller, all these different design patterns and things. And then you can also go down the full stack JavaScript path, which is where you're going to be learning Node.js. For me personally, it, it can be hard for you to decide, oh, should I go the Rails and Ruby route or should I go the Node.js route? Uh, you should take both, in my opinion. Um, because one, you don't really know anything about Ruby on Rails or Ruby, and you've never done Node and stuff like that. And it's just, it would be very, very wise, in my opinion, to expose yourself to both of those tracks and to learn both of those technologies. Because uh, both are extremely popular, both are very, very different, however. But you will gain a whole bunch of wisdom and knowledge and programming and web development experience if you take both. So... I would strongly, strongly advise that you take both tracks. So do basically everything that they offer on the Odin project, do all of it. 
because it's all exceptional. It's all very, very well done. Try not to rush through it and just be like, oh, I only have time to do the Node.js track. Well, just be diligent and really try to be thorough and do everything that they teach, in my opinion, and you'll, you'll, you'll come out of there more than ready to start applying for jobs if you do both. So the next option is not a free option, but this, in my opinion, is the best option. And this is something called Learn Enough. So if you go to learnenough.com, they do something very unique that no one else really does. So if you're not really familiar, Learn Enough is created by this guy named Michael Hartle, who kind of became well-known um, for writing this book in the Ruby on Rails community. It's called the Ruby on Rails Tutorial. And basically, this book basically became the de facto way to learn Ruby on Rails for years and probably still is even to this day. Like this book just exploded and anyone when Ruby on Rails was super hot and everyone was getting into it, like the number one way that people learned Ruby on Rails was by taking and reading this guy's book. Now, so what he's done, first of all, he's a phenomenal teacher. He has a PhD in physics. He's an extremely smart guy. And he has experience teaching in the classroom physics, I think in like Caltech and some other schools. And he has a real heart for, for teaching and he's very, very, very good at it. And what he's done is he's essentially created this entire curriculum, but like this entire ecosystem, if you will, called Learn Enough. And the whole concept of Learn Enough is learn enough of X technology to be dangerous. So the whole thing is he's not going to teach you like every single the ins and outs of going super deep into like Git or HTML or CSS or Ruby. He's going to teach you what like enough in order for you to get a job to get hired, which I really, really like that approach. He goes deep enough for you to learn the thing, but he's not going to go super deep to where you're learning all this stuff that frankly, you might not need to know right off the bat, but you're going to get a very kind of like general broad knowledge that still goes deep enough for you to be job ready. Kind of think of it like it, your own, it's like a self-paced boot camp, basically. That's the way to kind of think about learn enough. But they teach you everything you'll need to know. Like they'll teach you about Git, they'll teach you about the command line, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, Ruby, Rails, etc. The only thing with this compared to um, the Odin project is that you don't have the option of going down different paths. They only have one path and you learn Ruby and Ruby on Rails. You don't learn Node.js or things like that, at least not at the time of this recording. But one thing I do like about them is that they, they have screencasts and videos for all of their content, but they also have books too. So you can download PDFs. You can also read them online on their website in addition to watching the videos. And that's super valuable because if you watch both the video and you read the material, that's just two different ways that your mind is absorbing that information and you're just going to be more well-rounded and grasp that material so much better instead of just watching only videos or only reading books. You get the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Another thing, too, is that they have various different pricing models. So if you want access to everything, it costs $50 a month, which may seem a little bit steep at first, but you have to also understand that you're potentially... If you go through their material, you're going to get a job, at least in the U.S., I would say, depending upon where you live, where you're making over $60,000 easy. And depending upon where, you could be making much more than that. So you can do get access to everything for 50 bucks a month. You can download a single book for $5 flat fee, 
or you can take one course for like $9 a month. However, one thing that they do, which is really, really great, if you're in a part of the world to where $50 a month is just way too much, um, they do offer very, very generous scholarships. So you could potentially get a significant discount or even get access to all their materials completely for free if you apply for their scholarship. And I had a friend who was looking to learn how to code and she had lost her job um, because of COVID and the pandemic. And I had recommended she go to learn enough. And she said, you know, I can't afford $50 a month. I'm not making any money right now. And I said, well, apply to the, the scholarship program. They offer scholarships. And so she did. She told them her story about she lost her job because of COVID and the pandemic. And they, I think, I don't know what the ultimate, the amount was, but they gave her a significant discount and um, at a price that she could afford every month. So they're super nice people too. They're not just in it for the money. The material's exceptional and they're, they're really there to help you. So even if you don't have the funds, try, apply to that scholarship program and I'm more than certain that they'll be able to help you out. So to summarize Learn Enough, Basically, if I had to go back and do it all over again and teach myself how to code, this is the path that I would take. I would go through the Learn Enough program. I would uh, pay whatever it costs a month or go to the scholarship. I would take all of their material. It goes in a specific order, read all their books, take all their courses. And by the time you're done with that, like you are more than ready to get your first dev job. My final recommendation is a website called Scrimba. S-C-R-I-M-B-A.com. The link will be in the show notes. And this is really primarily focused on front-end developers. So they don't teach you full-stack stuff. You're not going to learn any back-end technology. You'll primarily be learning HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, but you'll learn React and things like that too. This is a paid program, but they also have a bunch of free material, which is really, really great. I think you can learn HTML, CSS, and JavaScript for free, or at least a good chunk of their curriculum for free. That's a very, very reasonable price. Like it's not that expensive. I forgot to look up what it costs before this podcast, but you can check it out yourself. The thing that sets apart Scrimba from everyone else, and it's just hard to describe. You really have to go on their website and take some of their content and experience it for yourself. But they have this kind of like unique technology to where you're watching a video and at the same time, as the teacher is typing, it's happening live in like a web, a web text editor. So you can actually interact with the code that the teacher is teaching you in the video. And it's really hard to describe. And it probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense the way I'm describing it. You just have to see it in order to believe it. But it's really, really powerful because as the teacher is typing code, it's happening right before your eyes. And then if you want to manipulate or, or play around with that code, it pauses the video for you. And then if you make a mistake, you can just hit like reset and it'll set it back to where it was. And it's a super, super powerful way in order for you to learn. And I would say that Scrimba is kind of one of those things that I don't know if I would necessarily start there, depending upon if you want to go free co-camp or learn enough or things like that. I would definitely take it. And um, regardless of which path you take, if you want to do the full stack stuff by the free co-camp or learn enough for the Odin project, I would supplement with Scrimba, simply because the way that they teach you is super powerful. So as you're learning HTML, CSS, and JavaScript from any of those other um, sources that I recommended, I would also recommend you take the same material, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript from Scrimba, and this just another way for you obtaining and learning kind of that material. So I hope that this episode was 
uh, helpful for you. I hope that some of the advice and the suggestions and the materials and the resources are going to be beneficial to you. There's kind of a lot to, to consider when you're going down, when you're trying to figure out how am I going to learn how to code and do this. Again, just to kind of reiterate, I wouldn't really recommend CS degree uh, if you're trying to change careers or you already have a bachelor's degree or you're kind of further along in your career, unless you have a scholarship and you can go to it for free. Boot camps are really, really great if you can't afford them. Um, but again, make sure to talk to some of the graduates about the specific program and what they liked and didn't like and how well prepared they were. And also try and find boot camps that don't cost you any money. But their business model is they actually make money once they place you and put you into a job. That's the best option, in my opinion, because all the risk is placed on the boot camp and not upon you. Self-taught, hands down, going to be the most difficult. But if I were to do it all over again myself, I would go through the Learn Enough program and make sure to check out their scholarship program if you can't afford $50 a month. So that wraps it up for this episode, guys. I hope you found it helpful, and uh, I will see you in a couple weeks in the next episode. Take care.